Hello and welcome to I Wish I Wrote That Song, a podcast where we talk to songwriters and artists about themselves, songwriting and a song they wish they wrote. They'll then play a cover of the song for us at the end of the episode. I'm Keith Wyatt, one of the founders of Indie Kitchen, an acoustic sessions website and a small record label based in Cornwall in the UK. And I'm David Glover, a writer, record producer, a musician and owner of Tesla Studios, a recording studio in Sheffield. For this episode, we spoke to UK-based Australian artist Emily Barker, just after the release of her new single, Return Me. Emily has released 10 albums dating back to her 2007 debut, Photos, Fires, Fables. In that time, she has worked as a solo artist and with her band, The Red Clay Halo. She also has many collaborations, including the Applewood Road album, and recently, A Window to Other Ways with Mary Waterson. As we allude to in the interview, Emily has a habit of recording albums in a fairly unconventional way, especially in these days of overproduction and auto-tune. The Applewood Road album was recorded with all three artists live around a single microphone, and she recorded a Toe Rag Sessions album live and analogue straight to tape. Emily is also known for the BAFTA award-winning theme song for Kenneth Branagh's series, Warlander. She also received an Ivan Novello for the TV theme tune to Shadowline. We spoke to Emily about her newly discovered love for writing poetry, songwriting, and of course, the song she wished she wrote, a song by Carol King, taken from Tapestry, recorded in the early 70s. Head over to our website at iwishiwrotethatsong.co.uk for more episodes and Spotify playlists of the songs featured, along with links to the podcast mentioned in the episode. Welcome to I Wish I Wrote That Song with Emily Barker. Emily Barker, welcome to I Wish I Wrote That Song. Thank you, it's great to be here. So what have you been up to? Well, what have I been up to? I've been releasing a new single on Friday the 5th of June. So that just came out, which was exciting to release some new music during this time, which was always the plan, but then we weren't quite sure um, how best to play things. And apart from that, I have been writing some poetry. It's a new creative outlet for me, which I started last year, which I've been really enjoying and wandering around in the South Cotswolds. It's very beautiful here, so and there's lots of space, so... And the weather's been amazing, as you know. So we've been very fortunate. Oh, the new single's excellent, by the way. Oh, thank you. A classic Emily Barker oh, tune. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah, in fact, our last our last call was to Melbourne, to oh. a band called Jade Imagine. They're on Milk Records, Courtney Barnett's label. Oh, cool. Um, There's so much great music coming out of Australia at the moment and New Zealand. I was asking her about that because there's always been brilliant bands, yeah. like the Go-Betweens, etc. But there seems to be such a good scene out of Australia at the moment. There's always been a great music scene in Australia. I've been more a part of the music scene here in the UK than in Australia. But it it feels like, yeah, yeah, sometimes some countries just become the flavour in a way. Like a little while ago it was Sweden and we all sort of looked at, well, Scandinavia in general. And and it feels like Australia, New Zealand are having their time to shine, which is is awesome. Put on the 
Yeah, there's a great one happening in Fremantle uh, on the west coast of Australia okay. where Stella Donnelly oh, yeah. lives. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's brilliant. And there's quite a scene, scene over there with, um, oh, I'm just trying to think of the massive band that come from, from what WA that I can't think of right now. From oh, um, Tame Impala. Tame Impala. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this huge band. Yeah, That's yeah. Fine. So it's it's good. I, I quite like when I go home. It feels like less of a. It feels like a sleepy country town, but also like there's some big big music happening there. So new single out and albums come after that. I'm not supposed to say. Oh, right. Yeah. So. Um, Next question. So what label is the new single on? It's on 30 Tigers. Well, it's my own label, actually, Everyone Sang. But um, it's being released through uh, label services called 30 Tigers, who I've loved for such a long time. They're based out of Nashville, but they've got a great UK rep here. Yeah, but they've got some fantastic artists on their label, like Lucinda Williams and Jason Isbell and Mary Chapin Carpenter. So it feels like a great home. And f- unusually for you, it's just you as Emily Barkey. You're not standing around a mic with two other people's doing live takes in Nashville, no. or you're not doing straight to vinyl at toe rag studios or no you seem to always like danger and challenge in things you do so uh, you've taken your time on this one yeah this one was sort of less um extreme sports of music i suppose <laughs> um and i recorded it in november with my live uk band so pete rowe lucas drinkwater and rob pemberton and then a couple of um fantastic stroud string players as well where did you record it? In a place called Studios or Studios, um, which is in Pembrokeshire. Ah, I think I might follow them on Instagram, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. They, Owain and Jody, this young couple, over the course of a couple of years, they converted a chapel into a studio and they, they also bought the farmhouse right, like that's 10 metres away from the chapel, on auction and just did all the work themselves over the the two years and they've created this amazing space and you can stay oh, so it's residential as well it's residential as well and you can um you can order catering from them so yeah it was awesome it's a great way to work that isn't it it's really immersive and so immersive yeah, yeah we did huge it. days like, yeah. there yeah so you're going to play return me for us yes featuring the wonderful lucas Drinkwater on double bass thank you ace thank you Return me to where my eyes first closed Sun-kissed folds of your black white lips I've been gone so long Time is moving on 
That was great. Brilliant. Thank you. Pleasure. So what are you listening to at the moment? Well, lots more music, actually, since I've been in lockdown. I've really enjoyed delving into my vinyl record collection, which I don't get to spend very much time with uh, because I'm usually on the road. One one record that I, I was listening to just the other day was by a woman called Elizabeth Cotton, who's an incredible... Uh, guitarist, banjo player. She wrote Freight Train and there's this beautiful vinyl record out on Smithsonian folkways and uh, it's got these great liner notes and it talks about how she taught herself guitar when her brother was 
out at school and she flipped it over so she plays right-handed um, or upside down. That's a brilliant album. Um, I've made a, a playlist as well called Songs for Staying Home. I did a call out on social media to ask for recommendations of things to listen to and lots of friends and fans got in touch and said I've been listening to this and that and that and And I actually made a big list and listened to loads of these recommendations and I've put them into my into my Spotify playlist and so that's been a cool way of discovering like classics that pass me by or or songs albums by people I hadn't gone around to listening to yet so it was quite varied. That was quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. I find. I think like Carl King's one of those where like, you know, you're meant to have got into it at some point. Uh-huh. But yeah, you did discover it later on or something like that. But Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Carol King, I, I grew up listening to. My um, dad had this great vinyl collection and it included Tapestry, which is the Carol King album. Uh, she's written... Yeah. I mean, so many great songs, um, but it, that one is really special, I think. Yeah, there's loads to be found, isn't there? Things you should should have heard and stuff you should have got into, but... Yeah, yeah there's so much. It, it, sometimes it just finds you, I think. Yeah, it does. out from all of the suggestions from friends and fans anything on your list that you think why haven't I heard this before or this is brilliant yeah well I it's just a song but one called New York is a woman by Suzanne Vega which is so great and I don't really know a lot of her music but that really stood out and then another one indigenous Australian opera trained singer who writes songs on the ukulele her name's wow. Jess Hitchcock and she writes about sort of her culture and home and indigenous people call it country their home they just say country and she did a duet with an amazing Australian singer-songwriter called Paul Kelly and it's wow. really stand out who else have I really gotten into I love the new Laura Marling album that is sublime um yeah there's oh, just so much music yeah it's wonderful <laughs> podcasts at all loads of podcasts so i'm really yeah into poetry on a bit of a poetry trip at the moment and one that i listen to most days is just about five minutes long maybe slightly longer and it's presented by tracy k smith who's the american poet laureate and she sort of writes her own piece about it's a response to the poem that she then reads and it's always really personal and it's not necessarily like analytical of the poem it's it's more just like a memory or something that's triggered from 
this poem and then she does a reading of a poem by a different poet every day um and at the moment there's a focus on african-american poets and it's fantastic so and i feel like yeah it's so relevant on a you know day by day basis what what's yeah what she's every day is it Mm, every day yeah yeah it's amazing it's called the slow down that's fantastic um Another one that I've loved is called Poetry Unbound, which is presented by an Irish poet called Padraig Otuma. And, yeah, that's a wonderful format as well where he focuses on one poem and he he reads it twice and he's got such a beautiful melody to his voice. And so he reads it at the start and then talks about it in the middle and then reads it at the end again. And then, yeah, Costing the Earth, which is a BBC environmental podcast that's also really interesting to listen to at the moment in regards to you know coronavirus and um there was such a focus on the environment last year which was awesome and so it's sort of how coronavirus is now affecting that conversation some you know in positive ways in some ways and and negative in others it seems like coronavirus is creating space for conversation doesn't it yeah in lots of ways i think it is there's not as many distractions at the minute i think that's why like the the blm stuff kind of has been out of such a good focus at the minute yeah i feel like that as well just better at like being able to give something the space that it sort of needs rather than one thing then the next and the next you can actually yeah get stuck into something a bit more i feel um, oh, another one which is uh, amazing, which I listened to last year, but I'm re-listening to at the moment. It's called uh, Seeing White, which is presented by a guy called John Baywin. And that's all about seeing whiteness and uh, the history of of white as well and history of race and when the, there was sort of a definition of whiteness that was really eye-opening and uh, he, he talks to lots of different African-American historians and writers about that and there's lots of recommendations of books and, yeah, it's very insightful. I'll check that out, definitely. Mm. Yeah. So you're writing a lot of poetry. Is it a different to writing lyrics? It's really different, yeah, yeah. I, I've been a fan of poetry for a really long time and read it, but I hadn't ever tried to write it before and last year I was like right I just need to start somewhere so I signed up for a poetryschool.com course but it's not a course where you get taught how to write poems it's more you choose a subject that you're interested in and then the tutor gives you things to read during the week and you get poetry assignments where they say write some write a poem in response to blah 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 and so I just threw myself in at the deep end and then you have to share it with this class and they give you feedback and the tutor gives you feedback and you give everybody feedback and so that was a great way to start actually because there was a deadline and I was like okay I'm just gonna go for it um it's really different to writing lyrics and it's quite liberating in a way because usually with lyrics you have roughly three and a half minutes five minutes to get your story or point across and it usually involves a chorus being repeated and it usually involves rhyme so you are immediately limited to to the form 
in a way. And with poetry, it can be whatever you want it to be. And it, like, people, like, develop a style, I guess, over time, but you can change that always as well. And you don't have, yeah, not having to rhyme is really liberating. And then just having different length stanzas and, um, and not having to come back to this chorus in, in a chorus in a song you'd usually sort of s- summarize what the whole of the song is about and then in the verses you go into more detail yeah I've actually revisited lots of themes that I've written about in songs but been able to get more of the nuances that I wasn't able to get across in the songs I've been able to focus on those sort of missing parts in a way so when you're writing songs, your lyrical content has always been very strong or very important. Yeah. Is that the starting point in writing songs? Is that what songs are about? Um, it depends. Sometimes I generally have an idea of something that I want to write about and then and then start with some lyrics and, and sort of collect lots of pieces in a way over time and then sit down and actively look at it and try to find either music that I have stored away in a similar way to the lyrics that works well with what I've got or come up with something new for them. Yeah, it sort of happens in different ways each time. Sometimes I write a song and and I'll be playing piano or guitar and the lyrics will just happen at the same time and I don't even necessarily know what it's about initially and then as I develop it further I realise what it is about so yeah but most of the time it's sort of more more conscious and you've done a lot of collaborations you know mentioned um things like Applewood Road yeah your your last album with um Murray Waterson how do you approach collaborations as opposed to writing songs on your own yeah you have to be very open and willing to compromise and yeah to let go I suppose in some ways and let it become this entity that none of you would have come up with on you on your own so it becomes its own thing I think in a in an open collaboration and when you're just writing for yourself you get to control all those everything which is great in some ways but also you don't necessarily have somebody to bounce off bounce your ideas off so you can agonize over things more maybe whereas in a group or with one other person you can sort of come to decisions about things more easily in some ways tramways cross melbourne skies cut my red heart into my knuckles bleed down johnson street on a door that shouldn't be in front of me Twelve thousand miles away from your smile I'm twelve thousand miles away from me Standing on the corner of Brunswick So Emily the name of the podcast is I Wish I Wrote That Song. Which song do you wish you wrote? Well, it was a really hard decision to make, obviously, and uh, it took me quite a while. But 
I wish that I had have written Way Over Yonder by Carol King. Way over yonder Is a place that I know Where I can find shelter From a hunger and cold And the sweet taste in good life It's a brilliant song. She's such a masterful writer and so I love her chords that she uses and she always changes like the bass note. Um, so it was amazing working it out on piano and realising that my right hand would often stay the same and I would just be changing the bass note and, and I was just like, oh, that's Carol King right there, you know. And so that was quite amazing to discover by learning how to play that song. I was a little bit daunted by it. The first thing to be honest, I was like, I don't even know if I can attempt to play that because um, my piano playing is pretty basic, but and she's brilliant. But it was really interesting to work out and then um, sort of work out what she's doing quarterly there. And then she's always got, she always goes somewhere in a lot of her songs in modulation. I really respect that too. So she does a key change and she's, yeah, she just really has this grasp on theory that um, makes it sound, makes it come across like it's really, really easy. But actually her songwriting is, is incredibly complex and involves a really deep understanding of theory. In true peace of mind Talking about a, a talking about a way over yonder But I think the thing that I love most about it is the lyrics and so I have for many years written about home and and I feel like she just sums it up all so beautifully in this song as well as it can be very open to interpretation in a way, like what what home is and, it, it, you know, depending on... I imagine if you are religious and you believe in an afterlife, then it could be as well like this, a, a death in a way and, and this paradise or heaven or whatever that you're going to, which a lot of um, music, sort of soul music is actually about... Yeah, but for me, I just, I think... It kind of comes across as a slightly gospel delivery, doesn't it? Which kind of yeah. implies yeah. that, but when you, when you just read the lyrics separately, it doesn't necessarily mean that. I think it's no, just, exactly. just like the aesthetic of it makes you feel that way, but yeah. Yeah, totally. It's a bit like Charlie Rich's song, uh, I Feel Like Going Home, which is also open, yeah. but I think about death and, and heaven yeah I grew up listening to this record Tapestry so it has this nostalgia element for me and when I think of home from over here it just every time I hear it it just like punches me <laughs> and I'm like oh this is exactly how I feel and um, Lucas and I recorded it together our cover 
on Blackout Tuesday and and sort of had a day of not doing any emails or social media but um, recorded that song and thought about thought about George Floyd as we were performing it and writing it and and sort of uh, this yeah this idea of of just wishing peace for the world and for for all the people who are in pain right now yeah. because of because of that. Sometimes I wonder if I'm ever gonna make it home again It's so far and out of sight And Tapestry is such a iconic album. Well, obviously, well, one of the biggest albums of all time, I guess, isn't it? So, uh, um, 25 million record sales or something stupid. Just iconic of a rich period of music as well, with so much yeah. other just key albums being recorded at the same time. James Taylor, etc., Joni Mitchell. Yeah, and he did a cover of You've Got a Friend, which was released at the same time as Carole King's yep. Tapestry version in 1971. And they were both hits. Joni Mitchell's recording Blue in Studio C at the same studios as well at the same time. Yeah. Oh, was it at the same studio? Yeah. Oh, wow. I've got some magic in that room. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's like three studios there. The Carpenters were in Studio A and Johnny Mitchell was in Studio C. Wow. I think they recorded Tapestry in a week or something like that. Just like all live and and I love that about it. Like at one point, um, the piano's out of time with the drums and and things like move yeah. around and it's just got this such a real live feel to it. I think that was the intent, I think. Yeah. It's like those kind of things draw you in, don't they? Yeah. Sometimes perfections and overthinking bits can make things tire quicker. Yeah, I agree. When, when things are kind of move and... Yeah, yeah, I love that, that as well. That human feel keeps things fresh, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed that. I guess like doing stuff at Torag. Yeah, like Torag and like yeah. Sweet Kind of Blue and Applewood Road. It's sort of like there's so many parts that aren't like in inverted commas perfect but they sort of add character and and yeah, and yeah sort of makes you um, for me it sort of really captures the moment the first thing i'll see is the sun shining golden like you say working out a song like that does that affect how you go about writing other songs do you yeah Oh, definitely. I learned so much in working that out and absolutely will be applying some of those tricks <laughs> to the next songs that I write, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's the great thing about learning covers that you love is there's so much to glean from them when you do. Yeah, that you get so much from it. It's the best learning, I think. And I'll stand up proudly. And 1971 was 
Uh, quite an interesting year. I was looking at what else happened in 1971. Oh, yeah. Um, so here in the UK, decimal currency came in. Not that you, I guess... No, it wasn't um, here then. No. Um, <laughs> first Reading Rock Festival. All right. First old grade whistle test was aired. Oh, Bob Harris. Yeah, who's obviously uh, still an important figure in, especially country music, obviously, in the UK. Yeah, yeah, and very a complete much. complete legend. I just thought music, musically quite an interesting year with first Reading and first old grey whistle test. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm finding it really interesting, actually, people's views of how they go about this song um, and whether they feel they've got to stay true to the original or whether they've got to do something different or whether they've just got to forget that it's someone else's song and just play it as if it was their own song. Yeah. Especially because of how, you know, we've, we've been recording these episodes. Yeah. The fact that people are doing them at home with time to do it what that's showing about their thoughts or understanding or feelings for the song. I think it's really very interesting. I would usually approach a song with trying to work out how I could do it as if I'd written it or and quite different to the original. And I've done quite a few covers, which and that has been my approach. But with this one, I just felt like I couldn't think of a... Not a, it's not a better way of doing it, because I don't think that the covers that I've done are better than the originals, but but a different enough way of doing it in a way. So I just felt it's sort of a tribute to her, I suppose, of how great or how little room for reinterpretation there is of it in a way. So, Emily Barker, you're going to play Way Over Yonder for us. Yes, I am. Here we go. Thank you. Way over yonder Is a place that I know Where I can find shelter From the hunger and cold And the sweet taste and good
That was brilliant. So what's next? Just got to see what the year brings, what, what we'll be able to do. I certainly would love to do some gigs, probably in Australia before I can do any in the UK. So I might be heading there uh, at the end of the year. I don't really think that gigs are going to be happening in the UK until next year. Yeah, and I'm sort of reluctant to book anything at this point because it's so much work for agents and and it just seems like everybody is rescheduling and I'm just going to hold back and for a little bit longer and see how things develop over the next couple of months. And then, yeah, a lot of my time will just be sort of spent writing poetry at the moment. And I guess there's not much more I can say at this point. It's one of those times for everyone when it's like, who knows what it's going to look like. Thanks very much for joining us on I Wish I Wrote That Song. Yeah, thank you very much. Ah, oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting to you both. Thanks for having me. Cheers. I'm Emily Barker and you've been listening to my episode of I Wish I Wrote That Song. 
featuring Way Over Yonder by Carol King. The hosts were Keith Wyatt and David Glover. If you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a review with your podcast provider, share it with your friends and shout about it generally. Please keep your ears and eyes peeled for future episodes. Thanks for listening.